Welcome everybody to the Jan Arden podcast. We are, uh, well, I'm here with Caitlin Green, Adam Karsh, as always, as usual. Um, lots of great things happening. We are so proud, right out of the gate, I want to tell you that we are partnering up with Spotify and we're being featured this, the month of March, um, on Spotify. So if you are listening to us, a first time listener on Spotify, welcome, welcome. We want to thank all our friends at Spotify for featuring our podcast. We're very proud of it. And we've been going, oh gosh, what, 14 months now? 15 months? What have we been doing? It's over a year. It's over a year. It's a pandemic, uh, so we have not even taken a break because we have nothing to do. (laughs) This is episode, oh, this is like episode 70, I think, or something like that. Wow. Well, we are, it's part of the iHeart family. So welcome to all our Spotify listeners. Uh, We're thrilled to have you along. Um, What a special show we have today. Uh, Kim Dennis is a clairvoyant. And for, I mean, you guys all know what clairvoyant means, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A medium talks to people that have passed over. Uh, she has great intuition. Anyway, she lives in Calgary. I've known her for over 20 years. We're going to have her in the show today. And she, I'll tell you what, right now, you do not want to miss this. She is such a fascinating person. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experiences with Kim as the show wears on. Um, but she is... She's fascinating, and she's got so many little pearls of wisdom that I think, especially during this time, everyone will find really cool. Um, right out of the gate, I want to ask you guys about how you feel about clairvoyant mediums and psychics and people that, you know, an intuition and things like that. Like, do you believe in it? Yeah, I was the biggest critic of this type of stuff for, I'd say, like, the most of my life, because mm-hmm. I'm... I'm a very analytical person and I love no. science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of our listeners really? are like, yeah, we know that. <laughs> um, so I like science. I like tangible things. I like evidence, logic, all that. And so um, I wasn't really open to a lot of this type of stuff for a long time. And the weird thing that started switching my brain over a little bit to being open-minded to it. And at least like I was started out by seeing it a little as kind of like, fun or entertaining and it was astrology that did that and when things started actually resonating with me in terms of astrology and your charts and not just you know your your usual sign they're used to reading about in the newspaper your daily horoscope like a little deeper than that and when those things started to click I became a lot more open-minded to those you know concepts like clairvoyance and the other side and then just happenstance because I, I work on the Chum Morning Show we had um, psychic medium John Edwards on for a Ooh. couple of visits and he was fantastic. And he was very um, common sense. Like he never did a reading or anything with me. I've never had that happen. Um, but a lot of the stuff he talked about, about intuition, about reading signs, about being open to signs from kind of the quote unquote other side, it wound up making a lot of sense. And the more we had him on um, just the more entertained I was by it. And I was interested. And so yeah, that changed for me within the last, I would say, like five years. I'm just, I'm, I'm more open to it now. Well, Adam, what's your take? Oh, I'm, I'm down with all this stuff. I, I, I do believe in, in this and mediums, and I find it fascinating. I, I, I like what they have to say, and I like to ask questions, and what's their take on my, my life, and what do they know about me? I think it's cool. Have either of you guys done readings? Sort mm-hmm. of. No, I had a palm reading once, which was wildly inaccurate, <laughs> which was wildly inaccurate. Um, oh. 
And so, no, I haven't. And, and we've had, I mean, through the course of my career in media, I've met a few, you know, psychics and have never had any of those, this person's trying to reach you kind of moments, but mind you, that doesn't surprise me because my family members who passed, um, it was a long time ago. And for a lot of them, I was younger and, uh, and we never like lived in the same province. So I was, I was close with them. I revered them, but I wasn't like day to day close with them. So I was never surprised by that. I don't think. It's something that you should really do sometime. And I know there's, there's, there's some really great ones out there. Um, I, I am going to tell you guys about my experiences when Kim comes on. Cause I, I want to, I want to have her hear me retell my experiences because sorry, I can't even speak today. She's done so many thousands and thousands of readings that I kind of just want to prompt her to see what she has to say about that. But um, I'm, I, I'm like you, Caitlin, I'm a little bit, I'm still a little bit skeptical, but Kim especially has made me so not skeptical. Like she's just said things to me that are so ridiculously like right on, like so specific that you, you are in denial in your mind. All I can tell you is that she was incredibly accurate. So having said that, but there's, there are a lot of people um, that don't, don't believe this kind of stuff. And I, and I get it, but I think when you do have the opportunity and when they do get things right, well, like when they really nail things there, it's very undisputable and undeniable how it makes you feel. So, so think what you will. I think it's a lot of good still comes out of it. A lot of people get closure when you were yeah. talking about John Edwards. Mm-hmm. I loved how he always made people feel hopeful, especially in the loss of a child. Yeah. I think that was what resonated with me the most was that a lot of the attitudes around, you know, the people who had these like kind of quote unquote abilities, a lot of the clairvoyants were very positive. And so a lot of what they talk about is like manifesting good things for your life and positivity. And, and that I really like, because I think even if you don't get into the specifics of, you know, your grandma wants you to sell the jewelry or whatever it is, like, (laughs) so it's always something about jewelry or, or an inheritance, but Um, even if that moment doesn't happen for you, I think the overall takeaway, and that was kind of what I found with the astrology thing was that it was positive, cathartic, and it provided people with some sort of a a positive outlook that I think they were searching for in their life. Um, and if you can find it there, then great. I mean, we could all use a a little more positivity. Have you guys had those experiences and you must've had over the years of you have thought about somebody and you run into them somewhere or they call you, you're like, I was just thinking about you. Like I've often thought about those experiences. And if like, how does that play into the 90% of our brains that we don't use? (laughs) I always just say it's the universe. Like, cause my husband and I will comment on that where, especially because we're in COVID and we're both really social people by nature. um, We'll be thinking of a friend that we miss who we haven't been able to see. And out of nowhere, he'll get a text from them and say, he'll go, you never guess. Like, He'll be like, Harv just texted me. Like we were just talking about missing him and Lauren and you know, like that type of stuff happens. And I'll always just say like, Oh, it's the universe. But I I do think it's that energy thing. And we still kind of deny it. We still kind of poo poo it away. Don't we? Yeah. I get why people do that. Cause if you haven't had an experience with it um, yeah, it's hard. But sometimes I feel like when I was shutting it down, I was in a kind of negative place myself. 
like it wasn't coming from a good spot. I was shutting it down sort of for no reason other than just, you know, I was a cynic for being a cynic's sake, <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. No, I, have you had that Adam when you've thought about somebody and then they've called you or you've seen them or. Yes. Um, that that's happened with my grandma before. Like if I, oh. if I'm, if I'm thinking about her, um, she, well, she leaves me dimes in the weirdest of places. You have to bring, you have, you have to bring that up with Kim. Oh, I will. I will for sure. But I'm (laughs) telling you, I find a dime in the dryer. It's not, Oh my God, how did it get there? But why is it always a dime and just one dime in the weirdest of places? Well, we're, I'm going to let Kim answer that question for you. Okay. She comes (laughs) on. Um, I, um, I also, I mean, I always love it when I dream about people that I'm missing and sometimes I'll have, um, really, really intricate, detailed dreams about people that are past. Like I had a dream about my mom and my grandmother and this other woman named Frida, who was a dear friend of my mom's and they were sitting on a bench and I was walking and it seemed like the most real thing in the world. And I walked up, my mom, Frida and Graham, and I said to them, I thought you guys were dead. Like, <laughs> like I thought you guys were dead. And I, 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 I in the dream, it just felt like, what's going on? Like, it was so real. And my grandma said to me, she goes, oh, no, no. No, we didn't die. We're, and it was the most, I woke up with such a relief and such a sense of, I mean, I did kind of laugh when I woke up because I just thought that was freaky. Whatever it was, I'm grateful for it because it seemed like a true authentic message that came through to not have me worry. And I know Kim is going to talk to us about worry. My mom used to always say worry is a liar, but I know Kim kind of has a take on that as well. But dreams are, I, I, I'm, I don't like nightmares, but I like a good dream. I have to say. I had a friend who passed away a few years ago and very, very soon after his death, I had a dream about him. And I said in the dream, I said, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. And it was at an airport. This was three years ago almost. I remember this dream. And he's like, I know I'm not supposed to be here. I just wanted to see you one last time. And we hugged. I felt it. And then I woke up. Well, I'm sorry, but I feel like that is a real oh, yeah. honest to God visit. Totally. Um, I just, I, I, um, this makes me feel left out. I'm like, my dreams are just me without pants on in school. trying to write past. <laughs> <laughs> but it's real. Well, I think I think so. I'm I'm not an intuitive person. I don't think Caitlin. Honestly, I I don't deal in that world a lot. I don't feel like I have a lot of those experiences that go on. Um, I read this book called Signs uh, a few months ago during this pandemic, and it was all about trying to ask people that had passed over to leave you signs. And I am going to tell you this much. I did absolutely put it out there. I said, mom, please send me wildlife. Please send me animals. And you guys know how many animals I've had Mm -hmm. this year. Oh Oh, man. It's like Dr. Doolittle. And I really didn't, I don't know if it was pre COVID. I don't know if they're around more because the traffic is a little bit less or anything like that. Anyway, we've got so much to talk about in the show. I'm very excited about having Kim Dennis with us today. I'm excited about all our new Spotify listeners um, on the iHeart Network, iHeart Radio Network, and just lots of really positive things going on. We're so grateful to have people, you know, 
giving us a little shout out and a little leg up. So <laughs> don't go away. Um, Kim Dennis is joining us today and we'll be right back with the Jan Arden podcast. Welcome back to the Jan Arden podcast. As promised, as I talked about uh, at the top of the show, very special guest. Not only is she incredibly talented, incredibly intuitive, kind, generous, has helped a lot of people solve a lot of problems, giving them comfort. She's also a friend of mine. We've known each other for a long, long time. I want to tell you a quick story. First of all, we're talking to Kim Dennis. She is an exceptionally gifted medium. And we have done many readings over the years. I've had her do many readings for friends of mine. I just want to give a little tiny glimpse, Kim. Hello, Kim. I'm going to say hi to you right now because hi. I am on Zoom. I want, to tell, I want to tell everyone a little bit about the last reading that we had. It was about four months ago. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you need to call me, Jan, because your mom's been hanging around. And right. I need to talk to you. So I got into bed. I'll preface this by... That afternoon, I was watering flowers. My mom always watered flowers. I walk around with a jug around the yard. I water for like an hour. Um, And then because I'm on a well, I really have to be careful with watering. So I thought, I'll just take this hose and I'm just going to water this poor little old tree for 15 minutes. That'll be okay. And of course, as you do, 58 years old, wandering around with your head in the clouds, I forgot about it. Two hours had passed. My well will definitely pump dry if I leave it for too long. The silt starts coming up. The pump is, it just doesn't refill as quickly as people might think it does. It's not this endless supply of water. It takes a long time for a well to just keep filling up. I get into bed. My call with Kim was at seven o'clock. I get on. First thing Kim says to me, "Um, hey, yeah, was your, were you watering today? Were you watering? I'm like, you're watering plants. I like, yeah, your mom was with you. She was with you when you're watering plants. And we're talking about that. I'm already freaking out. I'm just like, what that, why would she have ever even thought of that? Then she goes, Oh, Oh, your mom is, I'm seeing there's, she's talking about a green hose, a hose, something about, you got to do something with the hose. My heart just about leapt out of my (laughs) chest. I said, Kim, and I got a, I, I took my cell phone with me. Obviously, I bolted outside and I turned the green hose off the tap that had been watering the plant for now two hours and 15 minutes. And my <laughs> well was on the brink of, and she said, Yeah, your mom wanted me to tell you to shut the hose off. Anyway, I'm going to put it over to you, Kim. This is, this is a lifelong gift. You were a very young child when this started. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize it, but when I look back, I, there was, there was stuff there from, from very early on, very on, probably as early as five or six years old. I kind of felt like I had a connection with the other side, but probably the biggest clue was around 13. I started having out-of-body experiences. I had my first one and they were the beginning of almost daily, nightly out-of-body experiences that lasted for the better part of 10 years. And for the most part, I didn't go far. I just went around my room. I went around my house, but a couple of times I did go to a higher place. I did go to a higher place, which I would call heaven. I guess. And I saw some pretty cool things. Out of body experience, you felt, can we call it consciousness, Kim? 
I was, I was very much aware. It was still very much me. But, but like a soul very, so the essence of you essentially lifted out of your lifted physical out body. of my body. That's what it did. The real me, you know how people say all the time, you know, especially older people, I still feel like the same young person on the inside. You hear that yeah. all the time. That's because that's your soul that you feel. That's what it is. That's why I remember my grandpa at 90 saying he still felt like the same young soldier, you know, and I said, you are gramps on the inside. That's why that part you're wiser. You've had life experience, but that's why that inside that part of you is always young because that's what your soul is. It's eternal. And even when people cross over, they always come to me in a form you're going to recognize, but your old grandma who's 90 isn't, isn't 90 anymore. You know, she's uh, the feelings like being in your twenties, the prime of your life. So that's what your soul always feels like. And that's why the older you get, you still feel like that same, you know, young person on the inside because you are, that's your soul. So when I had an out-of-body experience, that part of me slipped right out, easy peasy. And, and the, I looked like myself. And I could, I, I was, you know what, even though I was young, I was never frightened. I never thought I was going to die oddly enough. Other people have had them and have felt that, but not me. And I kept looking at myself. This is the first one. And I was just peacefully sleeping on my bed. And um, at some point, I, didn't, I just kept floating around my room. And at some point, my mom opened the door to tell me supper was ready. And I came back into myself. And that was the beginning of almost, almost nightly out-of-body experiences for 10 years. I can't imagine, I can't, I can't imagine not being frightened, Kim. I know, you know, isn't that odd, you know, especially at that age, you know, but I never, I never, it almost became annoying in a way, you know, I know it's not funny because <laughs> I was a teenager, everything annoyed me, I'm sure. But, um, but they happened almost every night until I was 23. And when I was 23, I had my first child and they stopped. And I'm, I think there's some connection, you know, I don't know if I was a sleep deprived new mom or what, but they stopped. So yeah. you, you had your baby and no longer left your body to travel around? I didn't. I didn't do. I have them every once in a while, uh, but not like I did. And then everything kind of stopped. So uh, I was a bank teller for Canada Trust. And when Ashley was, uh, my daughter was a toddler, I went back a couple nights a week to work. And that's when it, it changed. The intuition phase kicked in and I just could pick up so much useless information about anything. Like, But I had no business knowing it. I worked in a mall, in a bank, in a mall. I sense customers. I write down Jan Arden and you'd walk in the door, right? And they were like, how'd you do that? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Or I talked to my friend and I know what she did that morning, that she cut her finger or, you know, it's just all kinds of useless information. And it just was coming at me, inundating at me until I couldn't ignore it anymore. Why do we ignore intuition? Good question. Because we overthink, I guess, because we, we can think, you know, um, nobody, nobody, uh, Nobody should, you should always listen to your intuition, listen to your, that's your gut, that's your, that's your spirit guide. We can talk about that if you want, but that's your spirit guide, that inner voice, that voice of God, you know, I thinking, who cares what you think? It's always about what you feel, what you feel, but people doubt it. People doubt it and they start to overthink it. Yeah. Who cares what you think? It's about who cares what, what you, you think is what you feel. But you, most of the time, what you think and feel is the same thing. It looks good, feels good, looks bad, feels bad. But if there's ever discrepancy, if you're thinking one thing, but it's not correct, your feelings will start kicking up, right? And we've all had moments where we knew we should have done something or shouldn't have done something. All you do is learn from it and listen to it next time. Listen to it next time. So we're all work in progress. It's almost like that old adage of, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. Which yeah, well, is, in your world really isn't the truth. It isn't. You know, you, you have to have some sort of, most of us believe that this isn't, that this isn't it, that this isn't that, whether you believe in what I can do or you're religious or not, that there's something more, there's something more than this. But it is, but it is, but it is kind of fake. But I mean, I think there's lots of, most people have had some experience with the other side, whether it's a visit in a dream or they woke up and saw somebody or whatever. Most, most people have had some experience with the other side. 
I'm glad when mom shows up in my dreams. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's nice that they, and it's not even really a dream. It's a visit when you sleep because oh. you can have, you can have a dream or a nightmare about something. It doesn't mean that that's that person visiting you, but it is, you know, it is, it's comforting. And most times um, you wake up knowing that you had a visit, that you had a conversation. Lots, most times you don't remember the conversation, but you know that you engaged with that person. Yeah. So they're not that far away. They're not that far away. They're not in some far off land. Yeah. Because you can't see something doesn't mean that it's not there. You can't see electricity, nope. you know, but you understand that it works. You know, I don't, I don't know how, why everything is the way it is. You know, I take an antibiotic. I know it works. I don't know how, <laughs> I just know that it does. Right. So, yeah. Well, it's interesting because you've talked so much about this idea that when, when we think, sorry, when we think about heaven, we think about it being this far off distance place, this yeah. distant place. No. And I always used to laugh because I'd have these conversations with my grandmother and say, well, when you go up to heaven and she said, well, don't you ever think about the people on the other side of the world are up as they're down. So, and, and, and when I was like nine or 10, I'm like, well, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So, so the idea of up is it's, it's, yeah, it's not really up. It's just it's everything, not up. everything. It isn't everything in this universe is just energy operating at different vibes. And you said to me that that realm is very close to us. You, it is very said, close to us. You said yeah. your mom is more beside you than she is. Then, then you right. realize, then you realize, you know, children three and under see them all the time. They don't know they're not supposed to see those people. So they do. Right. And so do pets as well, too. They just have better instincts, right? They have better hearing, better better vision so so yeah lots of kids you know you get an early talk or a three-year-old they can often blurt something out about somebody who's passed that they have no business knowing or toddlers will point and wave it seems like at nothing yeah so they haven't been told otherwise yet they haven't haven't been been, and they don't know the difference somewhere around four it tends to fade and I think they become more aware and maybe it's because they're so fresh from the other side as well too I don't really know but but at round four they become more aware that's why children you know have a lot more um, nightmares. The nightmares mean you're not talking about something enough. Children have lots of them because they have irrational fears, right? Hang on to that thought because we're going to come back. We're we're with my very special guest, Kim Dennis. She's a medium. She is exceptionally talented. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Hey, everybody. You're listening to the Jen Arden Podcast. I am here with Caitlin Green, Adam Karsh, and my very special guest, Kim Dennis. Kim, I'm just going to let you jump right in. You're, you're talking about, you've been talking about souls a little bit. And you had a really interesting thing that you said on the break is that we come here knowing everything. The idea is that um, your soul comes here knowing everything. And you're just trying to relearn as a person, I guess, everything that your soul already knows. That's why stuff resonates with you. You know, that's why stuff feels right. Right. It's just like, I don't know why, but yeah, I believe that or that feels, that feels right. That feels right to me. So everything you know is, it's, you know, all the information about you is inside of you. Your spirit guide, I don't believe is anything separate than you. Your spirit guides you, your soul guides you. And it does it through feeling. And if you can't hear it or feel it or whatever, it's because you're thinking way too much, way too much. So you have to shut off your thinking and go with your feeling. Like I said, most of the time what you think and feel is the same thing. But if there's ever discrepancy, if you're thinking one thing, but feeling something else, yeah, the feeling is correct. It'll start. How, how do we shut off our thinking? How like, yeah, I know. It's, it's, I know it's, it's practice. It's practice. It's okay. practice. It's like over because overthinking or worrying is like praying for something you don't want. Right. So, so, and I think too, if people get more in touch with the law of attraction, how you create your own life, 
and you create your life through your thoughts, what you think and what you believe. And if you really get that and think of yourself as a magnet and everything that you're thinking, you're just going to suck right into yourself. You'll start to monitor your thoughts a whole lot more and be a whole lot more aware of what you're putting out, you know, because a lot of us just do focus on and worry on things, you know, that could possibly happen, right? Or the worst case scenario. And that's had, why people end up with with, with with attracting and things that they don't want. Yes, yes, they do all the time. Is because and that's why the wrong people gets gets elected into politics and all that kind of stuff because they're <laughs> well, it's true. You know why? It's because it's because they get all the attention, right? They get all the all the focus, all the attentions on them, and whatever you put your attention in is what you're going to create. Just you know, like they say, if you can think it in your head, you'll hold it in your hand. Know, whether it's money you or can person think it or in your head, head you'll hold, you it, in your hold head. it in your and head. you know the key to manifesting actually to take a step for the key to manifesting it's a small adjustment in thought but changes everything is always talk to yourself like you already have it i mean i can't stress that enough i am in perfect health i'm on the beach in maui i have financial freedom you know my book is flying off the shelf you know uh, i got a front row parking spot in costco <laughs> I had to teach that one to my boyfriend, right? Well, it works for everything. It doesn't matter if it's a cup of coffee coffee or a million bucks, right? If you think you're going to have to park at the other end of Costco, you will, right? But if you go and think in front row parking, yeah, you'll get that as well too. So it works with absolutely everything. You're creating your life. And if people get that, it helps with anxiety because people with anxiety worry, but they can't control their future. When actually, you know what? You can. And if you get the skill, it helps with anxiety huge. Yeah, I just, have you always had, an, a positive conversation with yourself, Kim, as a young no. woman. Okay. No. Tell, tell me no. a little bit about that. No, I mean, I didn't learn this stuff till later on. Right. Okay. I, that's like, if you can get this at a younger age, Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh, I, Hey, tell me about it. I mean, yeah, it is, it is life changing, but you know, I have to learn stuff as well too. Right. Yeah. I have to learn stuff. And it was just over years of, you know, spiritual teachers and watching Oprah when my kids were young and all the <laughs> Deepak and reading books and stuff like that. And they're all kind of saying the same thing because there's only so many universal principles and laws, right? Spiritually in the universe. So, so they're all kind of saying the same thing. And that's kind of what I look for is the common, is the common thread. And, you know, I've been, I've been alive long enough and on this stuff long enough um, that I've been using it in my life. And let me tell you, it works. I'm talking to you, aren't I? I mean, hey, you know, so yeah, so it does, it works. But the more you think something's not going to happen, you know, or, uh, you know, the, the, I think how people get messed up and manifesting is they're trying to figure out how, how something's going to come to them. That's never your job. It's never your job to figure out how something comes to you. That's how you mess crap up. It's like, who cares as long as it shows up? It's like ordering a pizza, expect it to show up and it does. Do you really care what Rudy's going to take or, <laughs> or whatever? But you have no doubt it's showing up, right? You have no doubt. You have no doubt that it's coming. Hey, yeah. Can you, can you turn it 12th street? Can you, can you, when you bring the pizza, do you mind, do you mind going down ninth Avenue? Because I mean, what a way to live your life. That's a perfect example. It is. It is. And all you do is focus on, you see where you are and focus on the end result and put as much feeling and thought into the end result as you can just do the best you can. You know, if, you know, just do the best you can. Like if you had lots of money, what would that feel like? Do the best you can. You know, what would you buy? Who would you help? Live the dream. Go big. People limit themselves too, especially with money. They always want to make it to the end of the month. Oh, let me make it to the end of the month. And they do. And they do. It's like, you know what? Set the bar higher. You know what? It's do- and once you see that that works, maybe then it gives you the confidence to, to do that more. People don't want to get their hopes up. That's what gets in the way too of manifesting, right? They don't want, they're afraid to get their hopes up, but that's, that's the fuel that brings you what you want. You know, Dr. Phil always says, you know, get excited about your life. So yeah. same thing, same thing. So do that. And 
I don't know. Nothing can get in your way as long as it's natural. I mean, Jan, you and I could meditate forever. We're never going to be five, eight. Right. So, <laughs> Hey, 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 back no, up, little sister. That's, what, that's the thing I like about you most is you're shorter than me, but, I, but I mean, but, but just about anything else, you know, health, money, relationship, I don't know, parking spot, whatever. Yeah. You get what you expect. Well, there was a big thing for a while that was really popular. Oh, probably in the nineties, the secret. Oh, that's it. Same thing. Yeah. There was a book that made its way around the planet, but I mean, it it was, yeah, the DVD and then there was a movie and stuff like that. I've long held the beliefs too, that, you know, thoughts are things and that you do walk on your intentions. They are, they are. And it is your intention behind what you do, because even if you help somebody and it doesn't work out, if your heart was in the right place or your intentions were good, that's what creates your karma. Karma is just everything you make others feel comes back to, right? Karma's got everybody's address. Never worry. Good, bad, whatever. You know, and, and you know, we we're talking about souls. You know how you pick out an old soul in the everyday mm. world? Now, look, nobody's any less if they, if they aren't or whatever. But people talk about old souls all the time. The easiest way to pick out an old soul, old souls are just naturally drawn to the service of others. That doesn't that make sense and resonate with you? They're the teachers yes. and the nurses and the social workers and the police officers because they may feel overworked and underpaid, but they don't feel empty. And everything they make others feel just recycles back to. That's what I mean. Karma's got everybody's address. So if you put out good and make others, that's why old souls will just be naturally drawn to those to those jobs of service of others. Kindness is so, so important. Oh, well, this yeah. world. I mean, it's everything you make others feel just comes right back to you. It just does. That's, that, that's a golden rule too, you know, do unto others. That's even if you're a Bible person, same thing. But t- tell me this, how, how is it that people, like you said, this, we come here knowing everything. Good, good, good. Everyone is born, you know, well, your I don't soul believe, knows everything. We're yeah. Trying. And I don't, and I don't believe that you're born, you know, into sin. Religion has mm-hmm. had this, mm-hmm. has indoctrinated people to think that, you know, all this crap about, about sin and sinning and all that stuff. But how do good people who, who, you know, take one bad turn, how is it that they lose sight of goodness in your opinion? Like how, how do they go? How do they go so sideways? I don't know. I don't know why everything, why people, maybe they're, they're weak on some level. They've been through a lot. I don't know. I don't know, but that, but a lot of people do that. Like one bad thing will happen and they'll just decide that that ruins everything. That'll ruin their day. That'll ruin their whole relationship. That'll ruin everything. And if they believe that, it will. And they'll be right. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're absolutely right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in past lives? I do. I do. And that's what I was talking about. Older souls. I do. I think there's many lives behind us, many in front of us. Some of us have had more. Some of us have had more. But I think that's the whole idea is that, and there's still many for the Dalai Lama says he's coming back. So he's coming back. I sure. So, um, yeah. And I think we, we grow, we grow further. That's it. We, we all come here. It's like earth is a big school. We all come here to learn. Earth is a big school. They're, they're, you know, we're all here taking different classes, learning different lessons. There's no mistakes in life, only lessons, but lessons are repeated till you get them. And learning never ends. And I think when your soul can't learn anything more, you're called, you're called home to the other side. You know, just like, just like I think everything's, I don't think you can be conceived or born a second before your time. And I don't think you can pass before, before the, the universe is ready for you. So it might not be the right time for you to lose somebody like your mom. Yeah. Right, oh no, right, I was but, ready. I right. was ready. I was well, ready. You know what I'm saying? Like it might not yep. be the right time, but it is the right time for that person's soul. Even if it's suicide or you get hit by a car, or die of cancer. Yeah. 
Listen, my very special guest, Kim Dennis, is going to be with us when we come back after the break. Don't go away because we've got lots left to talk about. You're listening to the Jan Arden Podcast. Welcome back, Jan Arden Podcast. What a cool show today. I'm here with my very special guest and friend, Kim Dennis. We've known each other for, oh, it's over 20, over 20 years now. Uh, Caitlin and Adam, of course, are with me today. And I'd like for them to be able to ask you a question, Kim. Um, I, I, I feel like I've been uh, hogging you. No. And uh, yeah, so Adam, you said that you might have a question for Kim. So go ahead. Oh, yeah. So 20 years ago, uh, I lost my grandmother. We were very, very close, very close. And I mean, she was 85. She lived a, a good long life. So, but I was very close with her and I was very sad and um, I'm, I'm okay now, of course, but it, it was, we were very close. I think she leaves me dimes. I find dimes in the strangest of places. Did you find three or something in one day? I never, I don't think it's ever three. It's usually just one, but it's, and again, it's not, impossible how they got there but i'll give you like the eerie example when my daughter was born we found a dime under where her her bed was oh my gosh yeah you know when it's weird stuff when it when it just doesn't make sense or fit with this world there's like there's no way that that could be then that's the biggest clue that it's somebody somebody trying to reach out from the other side and under her yeah where she's sleeping and stuff like that i'm sure that that was your your grandmother letting you know and you right. probably wanted to know if she knew about your new baby right so yes absolutely it used to be pennies from heaven it used to be and things too i think they throw a lot of things at us and i think most even me we miss them and then you pick up on something you're like oh that makes me think of my grandma and then it just starts coming starts coming they're like oh he gets the dime thing right so then they start coming or they get the song thing and then that song every time you know think about somebody that song comes on the radio but uh, yeah i think absolutely any anything that makes you stop and think of them absolutely absolutely is but watch your baby i don't know how old she is now but uh but they do she's think, nine. Oh, she's nine okay all right she's yes. older now but yeah yeah absolutely i think there's lots of things but the most common way is a reoccurring thought you know or a memory not anything you forgot obviously but you're like where did that come from you know if you're thinking about your mom jan you know and all of a sudden or your grandma you know and all of a sudden you get some thought you know from memory from way back that's them giving you a nudge to let you know that they're there somebody lost a young i got a young fella too that passed. oh here we go here here kim these people knock on Kim's door constantly. Yeah, I just thought maybe you lost. For me? Yeah, I thought maybe you lost a friend. Well, young, like a kid or young? Young adult. Yeah, three years ago, a very dear a friend. friend yeah, he, that's the one that he's coming through quite clear. Yeah, and he just says, I think he passed rather quickly. So I just feel like maybe oh, he, he didn't did. have a chance to say goodbye to you. So he's the one that really wants to reach out. Yeah, and just say that. Say, yeah, and just say that he said didn't have a chance to say goodbye. But yeah, it just feels like you guys were the best of friends. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so he said he likes to watch you work. So well, because he doesn't <laughs> have to. There's a the friend for you. Okay, but yeah, very unexpected. But he just said best buds. So yeah, so he's kind of photobombing with your mom <laughs> or with your grandma there. So yeah, so and your grandma's giving him a kiss on the cheek. So yeah, and just said he's a good boy. Is your birthday or something or? Well, it's his birthday in a week. A week, that's it. How would I know that? So that's it. So he just says he's just waiting on birthday wishes. So that's it. How would I know that? Right? I don't even know. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now I'm freaked out in a good way. <laughs> Caitlin, any questions? Well, the only thing I was going to say is like, because I, so you talked a lot, of, a little bit about like worrying and how 
sometimes people who like worry and overthink and are, are anxious by nature, it, it like, do you feel like it kind of like walks out some of their intuition or their ability to? Oh, completely. Oh, completely. <laughs> so I fall into the overthinking and worrying category. So if they're like people like, you know, kind of like of the same mindset as me who are listening and they're like, you know, they're kind of anxious or overthinking by nature, worriers, overly analytical, all that stuff. What's kind of your like advice for them on how to let those, like those positive manifestations come into their life a little bit easier? Well, I think it is about the, I think if, if, if a person really, really understands that what their thoughts create their, their reality and their life, they'll start to monitor their thoughts mm-hmm. more. Right. And then, you know, people, it's like, you know, if you think all the good ones are gone, they will be, you know, if yeah. something's going to take a long time and it's going to be hard, it will be. And you prove yourself right all the time. Right. Cause you're always right. Right. So I think if you get that, see people have anxiety and worry, feel like they don't have control over what's ca- going to happen to them in the future. So if you get on board with law of attraction and, and monitor your thoughts and only put it into what you want, you know, then that turns that all around. Then you don't have to worry about what's coming because you set an intention. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just fear of the unknown. It's all fear, but it's fear of the unknown about what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen. You know, I mean, there's normal to have some anxiety or whatever about that. Right. Right. But, or we all have moments of, of negative things like grief and stuff, but you don't want to live in those negative places. Yeah, I agree. Because you're creating anyway. So if you're putting out negative thoughts or, you know, you think everything's always going to be this way, or I'm never going to have any money or I'm never going to whatever you won't. Yeah you want and what you don't want will keep showing up it feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy you see it happen with people and it is a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy yeah, it it's exactly what it is so if you think of yourself as a magnet and if you kind of hold this thought as a magnet and everything you're thinking you're going to suck in and draw in you'll be more careful about what you think about right you'll get on more and board with that and you'll think and just be kind to yourself we're all a work in progress right you're like no that's not what i want so i'm just going to change that yeah you know and, and and think about it the way people are more afraid of being disappointed than actually getting what that's they true. want but worrying is like praying for what you don't want. I love that. It is. It is. It's, it's, it is. It's praying for what you don't want. And then you end up more of what you don't want. And you say, oh, this doesn't work. Oh, yeah, it does. And so if you're just putting out what you don't want, and you're getting more of that. We've just got a few minutes left. And and I think, and I'm going to have you back on this show. So don't you worry. We're, I would love We're that. not finished talking There's to so you. There's so many things we could talk about to help people. Jack. Yes. And I, I want to ask you this, Kim. How do you filter out through the course of your normal day, walking through the grocery store, going to the bank, driving in your car, being, being at a concert? I think people are curious, how do you, I mean, if you're around 10,000 people, there'll be people knocking at your door like, oh, can you say hi to my brother for me? And, uh. No, you know what? It doesn't work like that okay. for me. It's, I always have it. I can always go there, but I'm not picking up stuff all the time. That would disrupt my life. Yes. Right. So it's, I don't know, it's magic. I don't know. It just comes in when it's supposed to and leaves when it's, but it's always there. It's always there. And sometimes I pick up little random things like for you, like people I know, I'm like, Oh, your mom's been around or whatever. She wants to talk to you. So I do get moments like that or, but if I'm out like at superstore or whatever, yeah, I'm not. Well, I will never forget the green hose thing. As long as I live, Good. I will. Yes, and the slippers. What was the other thing? Too? There, the there's been a bunch of stuff. You said to me, one of the first times we ever had a, a chat, you had a really cool pilot for a television show a number of years ago. That's right. It was wonderful. Yeah, and I was able to be there for you, and I loved it. But we sat down, and we were doing our piece. The first thing out of your mouth, my grandmother had just passed away. You asked me, do you wear your grandmother's pajamas? It made me want to burst out crying because 
from the nursing home, my grandma's little name was stamped into the neck of the pianos like Clara Johnson because all their clothes, they have to label them because they do laundry. The other th- and then that was followed up by a quick one-two punch, Kim Dennis. Your grandma is really thrilled that you cook in her orange pot. And I just about fell onto the floor because the only thing I wanted from my grandmother was an orange crusette pot that she cooked a billion dinners in. I have it. All your, all your stuff. Anyway, we're, we're down to our last 20 seconds. I, I want to thank you. Well, we're going to have you back. I'd love to come on again. I'd love to. Love What to, you love do for to. people and how you give them peace of mind. We're all a little bit afraid of what happens after. And, and I've seen it firsthand. Uh, I mean that I'm, I'm such a fan and you've given me a lot of comfort. You, you've given me comfort. An orange pot. Are you wearing your grandma's pajamas? Turn the green hose off. I mean, shut up. <laughs> um, you've been listening to the Jan Arden podcast. I've been here with a wonderful Kim Dennis medium. She's in Calgary. Please go online. Um, what is your handle on, uh, on social media, Kim? Uh, clairvoyant Kim. At, cl- at, at Clairvoyant Kim. Clairvoyant Kim. Yeah, on Facebook. And clairvoyantkim.com is my website. Yes. Go make an appointment. And we're so grateful for you today. So thanks for coming. We'll see you again soon. My pleasure. And uh, thanks for listening to the Jan Arden podcast. Hit subscribe. You won't have to wait for it to or search for us. And um, we're on the iHeartRadio network. And you can find us on your favorite places to listen to music. And we're so grateful and thankful to be partnered with iHeart. And we just, everyone's been so great to us there. And we're, we're very, very happy. And... Anyway, Kim Dennis, we'll see you next time. Toodle do. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.